0: You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Mock. Welcome to another episode of my podcast love your practice. Um, If you haven't been here before, I am a general dentist and I am a life coach and I teach women how to truly love their practice and their lives. So today we are going to be talking about a very common emotion that many of us, in fact, I would go as far as to say a hundred percent of us feel frequently, some more than others, but most of us feel it a lot. And the name of that emotion is overwhelmed. (laughs) It doesn't it seem like this is just kind of a ubiquitous thing that we go through as women dentists who own practices. I mean, we have so much that we're going, that we're doing every day, right? And the other thing, and I'm going to coach speak or coach explain this to you, is that we have human brains. So human brains. I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but they are predictable as in just like you can study the process, the way kidneys work with the nephrons and the filtering of the blood and the heart pumps. And, you know, you can look at, and the blood goes from this chamber to that chamber and out the aorta, you know, that all that stuff, uh, we can do the same thing quite a bit with how our brains work. And you know, we can say what the function of this organ is and that organ is, and I will tell you right now what the brain's job is. I want you to think of ourselves as organisms that were created by nature, okay? And we've all had to take high level classes in biology. So we know nature wants to keep you alive, nature wants your organism to be safe. That's why we feel pain and fear. And nature wants us to be able to reproduce those, our form of life and make more forms, AKA babies, right? So as we think about the position of our brains in terms of evolution, what I want you to do is just acknowledge that your brain is doing what it can doing what it thinks is good for keeping you safe. And it don't really understand modern day humanity. And it definitely does not understand as an organ, what a woman goes through who owns a dental practice on a daily basis. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of put this into perspective. I'm going to connect the biology to your reality And by the time we are done with this podcast, you will understand why you feel overwhelmed, why it's bad for your business and how to get out of that overwhelmed feeling. So keep on listening. All righty, here we go. Every emotion that we feel, I'm back in the biology realm, by the way, every emotion that we feel is an evolutionarily placed cue to tell us as an organism how to behave. If I'm feeling hungry, I eat. If I'm feeling sexy, I go find my mate. If I'm feeling sad, I cry. There, all of these things are set up, our behavior is set up to help us stay alive and to help us know what to do. Okay, so for example, I'm a bear. I like this non-human example. I'm a mama bear. I got my cubs and we are picking berries and eating them and it's delicious. And all of a sudden we realize there are humans coming up the trail. Well, I don't have words in my sentences in my mind, but I can see those humans and I know they're a threat and I am pissed. And that pissed feeling helps me as a mama bear know what I need to do, which is to go after those humans because they are threatening my babies. Okay. That's the perfect example. The emotions tell us what to do. And so if our brain interprets something as being good for survival, good for the organism, then it draws us towards those things. And if our brain sees something that seems bad for survival or dangerous in any way, then it's going to repel us from those things. Okay. So one of the things that we know is that the brain does not like change. If you're safe right now, that's better than whatever unknown thing is happening um, in the next room or on the next savanna or the next plateau or whatever. Brain wants you to stay right here where you're at right now, even if it's not very comfortable, okay? And of course, in our lives, many times we want to accomplish something new, something better, but sometimes we have to overcome feelings of fear or overwhelm in order to get past that to where we want to be. And what I want to do right now, now that I've kind of explained to you how overwhelm as a feeling would serve nature, I want you to just, excuse me, I just want you to take a minute to ask yourself what overwhelm feels like inside your body. Because every emotion that we feel comes with a physical vibration. That's how we know what we're feeling. So for example, um, when I feel really, really sad, I might feel a tingly sensation that goes all the way to the tips of my fingers. If I'm embarrassed, the physical sensation is that I can feel my face getting hot. And I literally feel like the need to hide from people. Okay. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed, what I hear from people. And what I experience myself is that I feel a little bit frozen, like I don't know which way to go. So I'm just going to stay right here. It's kind of like my feet have been cemented in place. And I can think of examples of this in nature too. I live out in the country every now and then a deer will start walking across the road while I'm coming towards it. And I'm sure that that deer knows that I'm a threat, but it, instead of running off, it just looks and stares at me. And I think it's going like, well, should I go backwards? Should I go forwards? I'm not sure. Another thing, another time that I think this happens for animals is when animals getting hunted, you know, there's the typical, um, fight or flight, right. But then there's every now and then you'll run into an animal that just kind of freezes and doesn't move at all. And I feel like maybe this is an example of it, of an animal that's feeling overwhelmed and, um, you know, it doesn't have sentences in its mind, not that we know of, but the overwhelming feeling I believe is helping that animal maybe possibly not be seen because if it's not moving, maybe the predator won't see it anymore. Okay. So that's kind of putting that feeling of overwhelm into perspective. And if you have any ideas about this, or if you have a new perspective, or if this helped you understand a little bit about your own feelings of overwhelm, drop me a note. I would love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on my website, it's very, very easy to find me um, find how to email me or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My email address is in the show notes, so yeah, tell, let me know what you learned about how your body feels overwhelmed, okay? Now I'm going to tell you why we feel overwhelmed as dentists who own dental practices. So every emotion that we have in our lives starts with a sentence or a thought in our brains, And I will tell you some of the feelings, I mean, sorry, sentences that I think in my mind that create overwhelm. And I will tell you that I've thought them so many times that I don't even really have to try to make up the sentence. The sentence auto-populates, which means that the feeling of overwhelm is also automatic. And it's going to keep on doing that unless I do something to take charge of what's happening in my brain and, um, redirect my brain and therefore get a new or a different, more intentional feeling. So things that I think in my mind that create overwhelm, I am so busy. I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to talk to the assistant about the thing I need to correct. I don't have time to sit down and look at how I could improve my budget. I don't have time to think about how maybe I could get out of this crappy insurance contract that I'm in because I got patients in the waiting room and they're waiting for me right now. And by the time I get to the end of this day, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna drink a glass of wine And then lay my body down on my comfy, comfy pillow and do this all again tomorrow. So maybe I'll figure it out tomorrow, but I already know that unless I break this cycle, my brain's going to tell me again tomorrow. I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. Another one that I find that many of my clients think, and I've thought it many times is I'm not sure. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's best. I don't want to make a mistake. Okay, so if any of these thoughts sound familiar, keep on listening to me, I am going to help you. Okay, so all of those sentences that I just said lead to overwhelm. And I'm gonna just tip my camera here for a minute and I'm gonna show you, if you're watching, if you're physically watching, um, you know, sometimes I draw out these models. And what I wanna do is I want to challenge the I'm so busy thought for a minute. I just want you to think about that thought. I'm so busy. I mean, is that really even a fact? I mean, yes, you have a full schedule, but let's look at it a little bit more impartially because we know that I'm so busy creates overwhelm. And if we don't want to feel overwhelmed anymore, we're going to have to look at our practice differently or we're going to be stuck in there. Okay. So I could say to myself, I have X number of patients scheduled today, or I have 32 hours of work that I'm scheduled today. And as you can see, that's not exactly the same as I'm so busy. So what I want to do is I want to separate in order to make this model that I'm making right now. I want to separate out the fact of the situation from my thought, and this is what I like to put as my fact of the situation a lot in dentistry. I own a dental practice. There are so many things that we could think about owning a dental practice. We can think that we're super lucky. We can think that we're in a lot of debt. We can think that we're learning how to do it. We can think this is really hard. And each of those thoughts is going to create a different emotion. But the thought, I'm so busy. Is always going to create a feeling of overwhelm. And what I want you to see now is that when we are feeling overwhelmed, we are not being the leader that we want to be to create the practice that we love. And I'm going to tell you why. And it goes back to the biology. When you are feeling overwhelmed, it is very likely that you are frozen. You are not going to be able to change and move forward when you are feeling overwhelmed, because nature is telling you not to move forward. It's just biology. It's just kidneys and hearts and livers and brains and brains create the feeling of overwhelm so that you will stay where you are for your own safety. It doesn't understand. Okay. We appreciate it. We love our brains. We give it a little bit of grace on this, but I want you to see that while you're feeling overwhelmed. You're not going to make any decisions. And here's a couple of other things that are going to happen. I'm just going to rearrange my. All that's not very helpful. There we go. Here's a couple of other things. I always draw. I'm just going to hold this here. I always draw these eyes (laughs) because when I'm talking about how our brain will then look for evidence that we're correct, it's going to look for reasons to stay and overwhelm because we're so busy. So that might mean that we look at the schedule and we go see, there's not even a place for me to schedule time to get a massage or schedule time to talk to the assistant. There's not even time to pee. I've said that thought a lot of times too to myself. Well, if I don't have time to pee, I definitely don't have time to talk to my assistant about what I want her to change or to look at that insurance contract or whatever, right? I'm just going along with what's already there. And I'm seeing the evidence that I'm still too busy. And here's another thing. And this one happens a lot more when we have that other thought, which was, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know how to do it right. I don't want to make a mistake. Then we spin. I wrote down spin here in what, what our emotion is driving us to do. When we're spinning, we're going, well, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to, but then I have this problem and I have this problem and that brings me right back to the original problem. So I don't have an answer and then I'm just going to keep on spinning on it. Does that sound familiar to you guys? And then the other thing is, and I've done this so many times, that I'm not going to say I never do it anymore because I totally do. I, uh, from this overwhelmed feeling, I don't really like feeling overwhelmed. It feels very uncomfortable. So one of the things that I'm going to do is I am going to distract myself. So uh, let me give you some examples of ways that I distract myself. Um, It might be coming home and turning on the TV. It might be coming home and pouring my first glass of wine while I'm chopping vegetables. And my second glass of wine, While I'm having my meal and maybe my third glass of wine as I'm finishing up or cleaning up. Okay. So what I've done is I've just numbed everything so that I don't feel the overwhelmed feeling anymore, but I could also numb myself from shopping. I could numb myself from watching Netflix. I could numb myself from over-exercising or (laughs) I've done this one so many times. Sometimes I overwhelm, I mean, numb myself by just continuing to take care of lots of patients. So I'll just go, well, I'm overwhelmed. And anyway, I have all these patients I got to take care of. So I'm just going to go be Dr. Laura and I'm going to do that M-O-N-D-O. And then I'm going to seat that crown. And then I'm going to do the denture check and the Invisalign Clin check or whatever. And I'm just going to tell myself that I continue to be too busy to be overwhelmed. I just have to go put on my clinician hat and take care of people. And I did that one where I distracted myself with patient care for years, maybe a decade. Maybe a whole decade. I distracted myself from properly bleeding by just taking care of the next patient and the next patient and the next patient. And the fact that I had patients lined up to see me told me that everything was fine and distracted myself from feeling overwhelmed. Now, if I add all these things up, if I freeze, as in I don't make any choices, I don't move forward. I look for evidence that I'm still overwhelmed and that I should be overwhelmed. And I spin, what happens is I remain too busy to actually take good care of my practice. I don't set aside the time that I need to be the manager that I want to be. Okay. So this is something that what I'm doing right now is I'm just finishing up explaining to you why we feel overwhelmed much of the time. All right. So I'm going to pause this recording now and, um, draw a new model up here. So stick with me, talk amongst yourselves. Okay. I'm back. So what I've done here is I've made what I call an intentional model, meaning I have I have worked on thinking about what I want to create instead of feeling overwhelmed. Okay. And I'm acknowledging as I make this intentional model that my feelings come from the sentences in my mind. So if I want to change how I'm feeling then I need to start with what's going on between my two ears. And that does take some awareness and some practice. And if you feel like you need some help getting to the part where you can be more aware, where you can more intentionally direct what's happening in your brain, please reach out to me because this is the magic of life coaching. It's the nuts and bolts of it. And it's what I've been specifically trained to do And my program that I've designed is just for you, just for you dentists who own practices. Okay. So what I've done is I've described at the bottom of the model here, how I want to summarize how I'm showing up for myself and how I'm showing up for my dental practice. And this is what I put. I lead my practice to be something that I love. And I use this one a lot because this is my point. It, we can literally love our businesses and our lives by only changing how we're thinking. Okay. So I leave my practice to be something that I love. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask myself, what actions would I need to take in order to be able to summarize how I've shown up for myself like that? And so I wrote some stuff down. And again, I've got, I've got a reflection problem here. There we go. This is what I wrote down and you can make your own one. Like, what would your life look like? What would your daily activities look like if someone said, yeah, she's leading, like she has a practice that she loves. Okay. So this is what I put. I motivate my team. I correct, incorrect. I correct behavior. I take time to be a leader. You guys, we can't always be in patient care. If we're going to lead our practice, like we love it, we have to stop the patient care and be a leader. Sometimes a lot of the times I do it every week. Um, I learn how to be a good leader. I'm still working on that. I'm a leadership coach. And I still work on that all the time. In fact, I'm just about to take a um, a seven week mastermind course uh, facilitated by a Brené. Brown certified facilitator but if you also if you want to work on learning how to lead your practice you could join my mastermind I'm not taking new people right now but I will be again in September so that's just one example of how you could learn to be a leader and then here's a really good one that I included I take care of myself so that might be um, spending time in my garden listening to my birds, getting a massage, getting my hair done. These are things that I do for myself. And I want to ask you ladies, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And how could you spend some more time leading your practice? It takes time to talk to your people. It takes time to dream. It takes time to have a vision of what you really want for your practice. Okay. Now, all of these actions, we're not going to do any of them when we are feeling overwhelmed, right? we're feeling overwhelmed, we're frozen or spinning. And we're looking for evidence that we should stay overwhelmed. Right. And this is what I put down for the model. I think the most useful emotion to have. And when we're becoming this type of leader is empowerment, because when I'm feeling empowered, I'm ready for action. I'm confident. I am the queen of my practice. And I tell this to my mastermind students all the time. I'm like, sit on that throne, sister, take that throne and know that you are the leader who is going to take responsibility and also who is going to enjoy the fruits of her labors by really being the leader you want to be. Okay. Now, if we want to feel empowered, what we have to do is we have to stop telling ourselves, I'm so busy or I don't know how to do it. These are thought habits that we have and they're getting in the way of having something more useful. So what we're going to do is we're going to practice thinking something else that we believe and that creates a feeling of empowerment. And this is what I chose, but you could choose any sentence that makes you feel empowered. I put my practice is my asset and I get to choose. So when I think about it that way, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this is my life. This is my asset. What do I want this asset to do for me? Well, I want it to be the vector for um, taking excellent care of patients. I want to have professional um, skills. I want to be paid. I want to have time off. I want to have grateful employees who love working with me. And so this is what I do. I literally spend time every day reminding myself that my practice is my asset and that I get to choose. And I also spend time every day visualizing my practice being so amazing. Every patient wants to give me a hug. Every day I leave and I go, this was a great day. I visualize that. And the reason that I do that isn't because thinking it makes it come true. It's because thinking it makes me feel empowered. And when I feel empowered, the biology is going to take care of the rest. Just like the biology freezes us in place when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we are feeling empowered, we are ready to rock the house. We are ready to make our dental practice something that we love. Okay. Now, If this really rings true to you, make sure that you are staying connected to me because this is something that we talk about on a regular basis. We talk about what feelings are getting in the way of being the leaders that we want. We talk about practicalities. Um, I'm here for you. The reason that I have this podcast is to try to make your life better. So make sure you subscribe. Maybe you could come into our Facebook group. It's just called love your practice. Um, you can get on my email list where is happening. Let's make sure we're staying connected. All right, ladies. Okay. That's all I have for you today. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to love your practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you to join our movement, find the Facebook group called love your practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.